welcome everyone to yet another episode of uh, Future of Data, Data and Analytics bi-weekly newscast. Today is week 29. That means we have the newsletter coming out of Avan Fresh for all of us from Tau. So we are back again uh, discussing this newsletter and from the look of it, it's exciting as well. So, so far, pretty happy with what Tau is delivering. But before that, before that, I have one <laughs> quick shout out to give. Uh, so I just received a copy of, I don't know if I can you see this, Mathematical Corporation from Josh yeah. and Angela, uh, our friends yeah. from Booz Allen. So uh, that's awesome. <laughs> do, do check out. Um, uh, they have not sponsored this, by the way, but I'm I'm a big fan, and and I think I'm I'm always a big fan of people who are dealing with a lot of business problems, and 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 pretty much compiling their thoughts. Um, and this is one of one such book. So it it narrates um, how you can uh, create a mathematical driven organization, and it 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 lays out foundation, it lays out boundaries. Um, Thank you, Angela and and uh, Josh, for this amazing uh, gift. Uh, I have I have started reading, and I'll finish it soon, and I'll I'll have a review for you guys. But uh, do yeah, keep, I was just keep sharing. To hearing about it. Yes, do 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 <laughs> keep sharing us good stuff, and thank you. So now uh, back to our newsletter, and uh, thank you for the small detour. Just it was a nice surprise. I thought maybe I should uh, um, share that what what amazing stuff they are doing uh, to our audience. So Maria, uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Michelle? Good. Um, July fourth. How was that? Yeah, I was banging. Oh. <laughs> what yeah, there was a uh, a lot going on, and then the summer has brought in a lot of uh, festivities. You know, everyone's trying to get the, out the office and uh, do something a little different, and so uh, we've had some hackathons and we've had some conferences, and so. Um, our summer has been good over here. Nice, nice. I think that's that's beautiful. We went. I think this is the first time we went to almost like middle of nowhere. Uh, it's just like so we went pretty completely off grid. Um, oh wow! Oof. It's it's was that, was it hard or was it nice? <laughs> it's fascinating. I think I would suggest it to all of our friends, all of our listeners, to try going off grid. I think it's, yeah. Basically, we have been and, and and because of our job, right? We are always around data a lot, right? We are always around data driven monitoring things and all that, right? Yeah. It's very difficult to get a perspective, and the moment you are off it, then you think it's like it's beautiful. Like we we went to somewhere mm. in uh, I think it's a Riften, New York, middle of nowhere. It's oh just, wow! Yeah, we just we just uh, just took a property in in some woods. Oh man, it was beautiful. Uh, kids enjoyed huh. it. We had barbecue. We had fun. Made a lot of mess uh, in in the middle of jungle. So that was like well, definitely that's Fourth of July. Just kind of for us. Do something different, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then so, you can come back to it. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, so now let's let's get to our fun stuff. We have lot to cover, and let's start with the cover of the week. What do you think, Maria? Uh, this was a great uh, this was a great comic. I thought it was really fun. And it did catch me by surprise at the end because usually I think like, okay, I kind of know where it's going with the joke, but this one was funny. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so, to we our, have, uh, so to our audience, so it's, a, it's, 
it's i think it's it's the it's it's the um, uh, cartoon where delbert's boss is saying our consultant has been mining data all day long and and i think the dogbert says hey the results are quite shocking and then according to the data sales are always good when i do this when i when i flip some when i do some kind of it's it's a very uh, very creative spin and it does this funny face right it's yes. crazy funny face it makes, <laughs> and and i think it it gives a very good uh, perspective on causation is not uh, cor- like a correlation uh, debate so it's it's a nice yeah. pun nice pun to that so definitely made sense um it's yeah. um, it's, <laughs> it's a fun one causation is not correlation right yes. and uh, even though those things look very close to each other very similar yes. um <laughs> it yeah. doesn't always have the meaning <laughs> And and right. I think and and and, and to, now now if I think um, and we will talk about it later as well, in the news newsletter there is I think there are some commonalities, um, uh, causation and correlation and like data yeah. data and creative side to look at the data and and then to figuring out so I think that it'll be a fun it'll be a fun chat I'm hoping. So now let's yeah I noticed the, that as well yes. with this one that there was like the idea of like the something similar or the verisimilitude mm. or that which is you know appearing to be like uh but is not exactly and and knowing how you know kind of measuring the difference and being right. able to like go into details with that so i saw that thread with uh that tao was bringing up there with that and i liked that yes i think i i, <laughs> I, I agree with you so now now let's get to the local events and sessions so the three um, events it has booked uh, and obviously it's a it's it, uh, to our audience you know that it is a web it is a web version so it tries to pick webcast and go to webinars and webinars uh for for our audience so this is no different so it has picked three events that are that are nice blend nice blend to understand what's what's going on in the in the, in the big data space one is the data analytics for marketers uh, webcast so that's and i think we all know and we have we have maria and we have discussed in our previous uh, uh, interactions as well that marketers are one of the early adopter of data and, and, and analytics they are they are the ones who are savvy at this they have been doing this forever and and if, if you don't believe it open your tv and look at any ads or see how mm-hmm. how you how you were actually getting to a new product testing new product what actually helped so you see the the, the creative genius behind uh, the marketers trying to find innovative ways to get to us so they have to live uh, and breathe on this idea of data driven so this is a good webcast um, for and i think if anyone if you are not not from the marketers end if you are say healthcare or if you are from some more regulated industry or whatever do check out what's going on um, in your parallel verticals because many ideas are not often in your own forest you have to dig somewhere mm-hmm. and i think as as i was saying telling uh, discussing with maria for july we went to totally off beat place and we get yeah. some new ideas right so it's not coming from my backyard because i know my backyard i've seen it like 1000 times so there's not not that much of discovery possible there than pretty much some neighbors backyard maybe mm-hmm. so this is one such example mm-hmm. go and check it out there's also a <clears throat> an event on virtual training scanning and enumeration so this is another um so enumeration to our our, our audience uh, so this is it talks about pretty much understanding the system so system thinking mm-hmm. so <clears throat> if suppose you want to understand um systems operating systems or or process systems or business systems this is a great training program 
because what it it's telling you is hey how you can understand what all variables are out there what all enum enumerations are out there uh, that is making your system work and this will help you kind of a hacking uh, or or a hackers thinking and they have also so that we don't um, end up in a mess here so they have also covered on something around the ethical hacking and all that stuff but definitely it gives that perspective of scratching the surface and trying to just dig deeper a bit and trying to just peel like raise uh, every piece of leaf and see what's going on underneath so uh, a good scanning and enumeration um, training module would help and this is one such one so i think i would definitely um, uh, appreciate tau for sharing that with us and i'll i'll check it out uh, for sure and the third one that it has picked up for us is how to learn data science so i think this is maybe the third newsletter where it's speaking something around how to learn so i would i i do appreciate anytime it it because i know many people are watching it for the first time many people are actually have not mm -hmm. missed that particular piece or missed that particular piece so the more it shouts and i i, and I love this like beaconing of hey just data science r python like anything it just shares yeah i i do much yeah. appreciate that so maria what do you think yeah yeah, there's so many new folks that are um, hearing it all the time and they're getting interested and they're looking to transition or get into it uh, right from school. You s even in the curriculum for university, you need all of these case studies, you know, to help solidify the, the theory behind it. So uh, it's always, I think it's always great that there are these different methods and roadways to becoming a data scientist and it's, uh, very diverse so that almost you know you have the inclinations and the interest and uh and you, you can figure anything out so uh, i always like the to see the how there it's presented in different ways right so <laughs> well said well said and um and i think um no no let's let's get to the analytics week bites so these are the blogs that analytics that Tao has picked from Analytics Week. So we have we have asked Tao to pick blogs from the open web, from our our, our sort of news portal, and from our own platform, mm -hmm. so that we can correlate and we can. So it's it's for our monitoring purpose, but 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 also we want our audience to check out some of the interesting blogs and if possible contribute there as well, because we would definitely want to be. Um, uh, in the space of educating our folks or, or our friends um, in data science so that's why so this is that this is from the from the analytics week uh, blogs and by the way if you want to blog please I do, do appreciate you coming in and, and writing stuff there so the first blog is app uh, UX analytics success relies on on going beyond the numbers what do you think Maria? Mm -hmm. Uh, I really liked this uh, article and uh, shout out to. Uh, this is this is one of one of our picks. One. So this is one of our admin picks. Ah, okay, okay. Well, um, I really liked this because the customer is the one that should be focused or kept in mind during the whole cycle of the process, and uh, there's a lot of um, detail in making sure that that communication is. Is uh, is happening, and so going beyond just the numbers was a great way of uh, showing that in this article. So I appreciate that. No, I I, th I think you're right, um, uh, absolutely. So um, as as I think and and usability and uh, usability analytics, yeah, user experience analytics. So it's actually it's it's hitting um, it's hitting many interesting points uh, for us. Mm -hmm. So 
First is appifying the very fact of I think I like the title of it. So uh, uh, app US UX analytics. I think all these three words are extremely important if you're in data science. Let alone uh, so this is so this this article apart right. So um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> appifying means containing sort of a, a, a use case centric small app that you can that you can use and creating an experience around that so that we can contain an experience around a single use case or or, or, or at least finite number of use cases that app can deliver and then having analytics to so these are like all the things that are music to uh, my ears to music to most of the um, analysts most to sort of uh, people who, are, who want to learn so and success relies beyond that beyond the going beyond the numbers so it's it's uh, as as Maria rightly said, so it it goes over a bunch of interesting use cases. It goes over a bunch bunch of interesting sort of models. Uh, so do check check this article out. Uh, very informative, and uh, I hope you like it. Now let's go to the next one. Who is your biggest fan on Facebook? Navigating the Facebook Graph API. What do you think, Maria? Yeah. Um. Anything with social media, I think we need to pay attention to because it's part of the communication of our culture and how we are relating to each other with these new technologies and the new ways that we're able to communicate with each other. So anything that has the social media, I I really, you know, my ears go up and I'm interested in. And so I thought this was uh, very fascinating because everyone, um, it's the connection that people are looking for that they can find in social media that you, you have a, maybe too much of a busy life to be able right. to get that kind of connection in person. And so uh, it becomes important to us, even though it, it's virtual. And yes. so I just find it really uh, interesting that, you know, we're busy and we're doing other things, but, you know, it's important to us to know who is, or we all want to know who is uh, is close to us and who is relating with us. So. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's really uh, something that, kind of a question that everybody talks about is like, oh, who do I, who's my biggest fan, or who's uh, looking at my stuff, and right. even if you're trying to send a message, you know, you want to know who your audience is, and you don't want to know who's looking at you. So I think that, um, you know, it's a really important topic, yes. and uh, I like the how this article goes through also some of the technical details of how, you know, to get. The information that you're looking for so you have both like uh in this are in this blog you have both of these aspects together so who who wrote this one yes so um uh, naveen bhaskar i think he's one of the yes he's again i think it, this the last one i remember from him was uh, about netflix how the prediction algorithm i think he um, he lay, lay he lays it out for others to um, use and understand how you you can use R or, or 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 basically how you can create models, and I think in this one he he wrote um, uh, basically how you can use Graph API to find who are your biggest fan who are watching and all that. So I think beautifully done, Naveen, and um, uh, and I, I and even like I if uh, if you click on his uh, on his uh, username, you'll get to his past blogs as well. He has talked about uh, how Netflix recommend engine works and good good and good learning uh, if if you want to sort of create something similar um, at least yeah. it gets it gets you some perspective so definitely a very good article check it out and Naveen keep keep sending us good stuff um, yeah. we do Thank every you. time we, we do appreciate uh, some good reads for our audience uh, for sure 
the next one is a bit gimmicky so it's it's the evolution of the geek so i think this is one of the one yeah, of the yeah that's a fun thing <laughs> oh it's it's i think it's one of the infographic that i i came across when i was doing some research around uh uh what are what are the dimensions of of uh, technicality and I, i i get through this this fun, funky article around what kind of geeks are there and and what happens to them and they are, they are medical geeks they are engineering geeks they are like so and it's just defining it's it's a fun it's a fun infographic just to have a a light moment and understand that um, there are a lot of interesting passionate folks around anything and everything technical about anything and everything uh, concept yeah. so it's it's been nice right nice everything has something technical to everything has the the general and then the really detailed aspect right meticulous mm. aspects so yes. did you so which ones are you Vishal do you identify with uh certain geeks of I, this chart I don't know I think I'm more of a nerd than a geek so and and I think oh, that's, yeah? that, that's that's another that's another battle right <laughs> so another topic <laughs> yeah so it's like it's another like vim versus emacs debate that either are you a nerd or are you a geek I, and i think if you want to there, there's a there's an amazing uh, epic battle rap between geek and nerd i guess that's yeah. hilarious that's yeah hilarious. i like those too i was yes. just thinking about that yes i think so uh, to our audience go check it out uh, they 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 have like yeah, amazing can... epic uh, epic rap battles there so now let's yeah, get to it's... the yes No, I just think it the name is Epic Rap Battle. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, um now let's get to the news bites and these are these are the news articles that uh um Tao picked up from from the from the web or like we have our news portal where we have sort of a secondary algorithm that goes out and and gather different news segments from interesting topics. So Tao picks and and try to see if uh, it can it can blend in some of the news uh, some of the news with in, in the newsletter so the first one talks about telecommunication and cyber companies start internet of things cyber security alliance so i think it it talks it's it's a self explanatory so definitely maria what do you think yeah cyber security is really um important there is just seems like there's no end there's always a new way that it can uh, risk and compromise so uh you know there's always going to be new solutions needed for cybersecurity and and with the data so i think it's definitely an important thing to look into so, yeah, absolutely and i think um uh, to our audience last week we have posted another the podcast uh, that's around cybersecurity so do do check that out we had we had a meet up panel in boston and and uh, we talked about security and and there were like interesting conversation about patea and 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 bunch of sort of uh, the recent attacks and and how businesses could sort of safeguard interesting conversations um there was a booz allen guy there was a security company guy there was a startup guy like we had a nice blend of um, four professionals uh, talking about from their perspective how they how they could save or or how should a business how should businesses think about security a very, a very interesting topic for for all of us to chew so check out i think the last last podcast uh, from this one so you that's the uh, security cyber security uh, infosec panel i guess that's the name so uh, that's beautiful cloud security still in works um, in progress i think again the theme is security here i'm thinking that um, so this is again it's 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 a big debate even even in in my interaction with a lot of businesses 
we often um, talk about adoption of cloud. So there is an anxiety on businesses should adopt cloud, but then the security mm-hmm. frameworks are are not uh, properly defined or not approved. And then and then in lieu of regulations, so how it's a I think it's it's a big mess now, but it's it's getting it's getting sorted out. But um, so if you are a healthcare there are regulations for you to share your data. So how can you put what you can put on cloud? And then you have to make sure the security is known. And But the cloud has, it has it, it is home to many other frameworks. So how you can secure when you don't have control over the entire cloud? So there are a lot of conversation, a lot of anxi- sort of anxieties with businesses on how they can use cloud. And, and then they, we have also heard about on-prem cloud and off-prem cloud. So that's another gimmicky thing that if it's on prime on prem or on premises it's just my hard drive like why it's like uh, so uh, having my own data center vis a vis having an and an, uh, somewhere else uh, data center and then how if suppose i'm in europe should i maintain a separate cloud for europe uh, or because every country and every the trade policies are different china m- makes you store data locally so many other countries so it's it just goes into that debate that cloud security is um, it's it's still sort of in its infancy I would say and at least yeah. for most of the conversation Maria what do you think yeah I agree there's a lot more questions than we have answers yes. to <laughs> that's, that's true that is true so the, the the third one is uncover machine learning's potential with Python training collection so Maria, yeah. what do you think uh, yes, I have talked to some people who are just, uh, that have used Python for for just this reason, you know, d- uh, computer scientists, data scientists that have used other things before and um, kind of have not used Python and only came into Python because of uh, this import, you know, being, uh, having to do something with this kind of level of project. So uh, even when they were in the beginning of starting this and might not have uh, knew too much about Python, they came to like Python for um, through, through this experience. So uh, I thought this was an interesting, uh, this was an interesting piece that kind of just uh, reinforced that. <laughs> right, no, I think you're spot on. Um, so uh, Python is, uh, again, I'm, so I'm, I'm biased by the way, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Python, so I, I, I love it it works um, and I don't want to go the, on the debate of R versus Python but but definitely machine learning um, and and low footprint of Python it makes it makes you can have a lot of CPUs and GPUs in, in your favor if you use Python um, to analyze so definitely um, good article and and definitely a good conversations to have if you if you are trying to figure out a good uh, analytics platform for uh, for your analysis uh, very very good now let's get to the featured course which is polar to this blog <laughs> right <laughs> so it goes to the R, R basics. it just depends right because it just depends what you're working on and what you're trying to do you know what what yes. you need so. so but if but, you're going into that machine learning and you, you need some python <laughs> so if you, if you have read the previous article then probably you would skim this if you depends where you stand in this in this club but yes, a, a, a very good tutorial on R. And as I said, uh, and as Marianne, we discussed, the more Todd talks about any of R, Python, uh, uh, 
um, sort of tutorials and books and whatever we much appreciate that so definitely yeah. it's a, a, a good a good tutorial a very highly rated and um, for beginner level you don't have to have a pre coding background that's the beauty of R it's very user friendly and go check it out um, and let us know your thoughts and so far we have heard good things uh, even we, we had something similar courses in the in the past podcast that there, there has been always positive response so Maria, what do you think? Yeah, you just, uh, it depends on what you're using it for, but um, if you need R, if you're a startup or you're working on something that uh, you just need to learn quickly, I think that R is in, can encompass those kind of projects. Nice, nice. Um, and I'm excited about talking to the ne- talking about the next topic. It's the featured read. Um, yeah. I was uh, I was like oh, I think I want to read this one. <laughs> this is beautiful. So it's, it's it's the misbehavior of markets, a fractal view of financial turbulence. So, yeah, it's got a lot of uh, key points in there, right? Just oh, right is, there. This is beautiful. So um, and 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 in fact, I have been a big fan of fractal uh, since beginning. And 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 I think um, last month I had a conversation with uh, with one of the professor from from a local university here in Boston. Uh, and he was working, I think it was, it's either Northeastern or, or BU, one of those guys. So, um, and, and he, he was actually making an interesting point. So his point was, and, and I'll get to the book by the way, but uh, this is important, uh, I want to discuss. So he was talking about Vishal, um, the maths that have been built, maths, so when there was no computer, when there was no visualization, no, no way to imagine things, Math was our visual kit. So we used to use numbers or and, and formulas to contain what we are observing, right? Right. So, but what happens when you, we have more numbers, we have incremental or we have more data. So many of these mathematical models, they fall flat in predicting those. And uh, at that point, you you seek the help of better visuals or better way to un- understand and encapsulate all of your findings into by some mathematical model and and i think fractal is one such beauty that came immediately after um, uh, the onset of uh, computers uh, by ibm or whatever I th- and i think binoy uh, mental uh, brought is fabulous guys i think he's one of the first guy who, who worked on the on the fractal problem so he is, um, and, and to our audience, if, uh, if they know what, if you don't know what fractal means, so fractal is pretty much, um, it's a, it's a representation, uh, or, or a, a geometrical representation in which if you zoom in, so if you, if you, if you look at an object from a, some height and if, if you, if you go down, say, uh, uh, if you zoom in a, a lot, you will see the identical image of that. So basically it's, it's one of the way to contain, um, sort of random patterns. And many places it's also but, called kiosk theory because obviously you're trying to contain the contain the kiosk in some ways into some meaningful meaningful chatter uh, so it's it's it's, so it's like a like a holograph right right yes uh, yes so and and i think um, in this particular book uh, so binoy uh, so he he has uh, um he has explained the application of fractal in many app in, in many areas i think one of the one of the hallmark is um, mapping the the coastal lines 
so if you look at the coastal lines mm-hmm. and if if you try to measure the length of the coastal line so if you if you use bigger lines to draw around mm-hmm. the coastals vis-a-vis if you if you decrease um, the length of each each line that you use to measure coastal the the length increases because now you can get so sort of more iterations or more sort of uh, ebbs and flows um, of 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 the beach into your equation so the idea so that's so he pretty much uses this idea of fractal um to understand some of those patterns to to understand some of those and i think um, there is a huge history of of fractals i think you should um, you should definitely check this book out so he's talking in this particular book he's talking about how um market behavior so whatever happened whatever happened in say financial turbulence uh the the traditional model that financial world uses beckelier sharp or um black shoals they fall short of predicting the market behavior but when you actually draw it, the market behavior on fractal you actually have some contained um sort of uh, with some error but but we, you can contain those and you can have a better predictor um so he he and you don't have to have a coding background or you don't have to have a complete statistical background to understand this he's actually made this book for us or our business folks mm-hmm. who try to understand so definitely um if you get a chance to read anything uh that uses graphics good good or or geometry to read things because now we are at a level now the game has changed for all of us uh, and so now mathematical models are, are no no longer of similar relevance than they used to when they were like 20 years back now we have data at at our, our data sort of threshold to a level where we need um uh where we need sort of uh, these graphical representation maria what do you think yeah i mean i i got super excited when i saw the title because um i just thought you know this kind of level somewhat of the playing field because it gives you that he's giving he's breaking it down for us in a way that you know we can reach some of those concepts that just the financiers are are uh playing with so yes. i thought this was really interesting and uh something that i definitely you know want to try to get to uh put on my list <laughs> yes i think this is this is a good book Now let's jump to the tips and tricks of the week. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry guys, I have I have some sort of uh, bad throat this week. So yes, so now let's talk about save yourself from zombie apocalypse uh, apocalypse <laughs> from unscalable models. This actually interesting. So this Yeah. It 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 basically uh, so like in the previous section about the book book on fractal, it just sort of complements that behavior. so what i think i wrote this um, uh, after sort of um, so basically i had a good conversation with a professor from mit on 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 talking about error bars and uh, we had a good conversation around sort of the similar concept of the when the maths was created it wasn't created for that much of throughput of data but now data data's like we have lot of data now or 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 data points now that we need to revisit many of these models and the black swan event right so the event where sort of we are not expecting and there was a big turbulence and it just took us by storm it it <clears throat> there would be more such events if we don't recalibrate all this mathematical model with current traffic load so if you are using 
too much old classic mathematical model, you have to revisit where and when they start faltering down. So one of the example that um, that I can I can give so uh, from the fractal world, by the way. So one of the reason, one of the uh, Benoit uh, Mandelbrot's, uh, I think he, he was the one who worked on one of the World War Two problem. So mm-hmm. so he what what happened was so there was there was a mathematician uh, I think Lance I forgot I, I'm forgetting the name but I think it's 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 Lance series I guess. So he was trying to figure out <clears throat> um, a mathematical a mathematical model in which the output is fed back into the input and see mm-hmm. how how the equation changed right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. many of our interactions are uh, in which the output or or the turbulence actually it fed, it fed back and it 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 had its impact in the next future outcome so that problem is really really real but then it's it quickly exponentially or it it sort of scale our data to a total new dimensions, right? It quickly get us to um, unheard of numbers. So one of the best way to picture, uh, sort of, to to solve that problem was so uh, Benoit. So he he put it on a graphic map, uh, and then and then he just zoomed in and zoomed in and, and so zoomed out and zoomed out and just he just put start plotting that on a graph, and then he looked at the pattern. So he figured out where the next number is going to be, without even calculating, right? that is much like that's where we are uh, we are at our our, our our at our sort of business foray so all old and legacy classical mathematical models they have limitations <clears throat> and we should spend anything and everything that on, on on our part to understand those limitations because if we rely too much on those models and the error bars are big then we'll have more black swan events coming in in which we have no explanation of what ha- what hit us and when. What do you mm-hmm. think, Maria? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> we gotta be prepared. <laughs> yes, yes, we gotta be prepared. A lot of fun stuff. And and thank God, computers are amazing today. Thanks to the GPUs, the graphical yeah. interfaces are amazing. Clustering algorithms are amazing. So we are blessed to be in an era where graphical world or geometric world is jumping in pretty quickly to save us i think it's 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 our duty to understand the difference and try to bridge that gap so i i agree so i, I think we don't want to be in a place where um, we miss out on the boat and we we sort of we rely too much on our old classical legacy models and then see it yeah. later so i think yeah. that's a that's a that's a must have then now let's talk about okay, data actually, science like yes Oh, sorry. I was just saying, you know, with the different models you, um, and the different complexities of problems that we're now approaching, because, you know, uh, the all like for example, clinical data, and that's a big deal over mm. here because we have so many hospitals and we have those universities. And the clinical data um, ha- needs layers and layers of models that are able to co- to work with each other coherently. So it's important to have those. Bar- uh, boundaries and conditions so that these models can work together and give us accurate results more accurate results right absolutely so um, yes now let's get to the next one data science q and a and another interesting conversation about multi collinearity what do you have do, do you have any anything to add to this you know i just uh, really learned a lot with this one yes. <laughs> because uh, i uh, there's a lot here to learn. 
<laughs> so so basically um to our audience um so collinearity or multi so collinearity is so if you are doing regression or if you are doing multiple regression regressions and if you have say so in in a typical regression thing you are comparing one known sort of variable with an with an independent or or dependent variable with an independent variable and trying to figure out how it's impacting right and independent mm-hmm. variable are often called uh, predictors because obviously they are they are predicting the next value what if you have multiple predictors and few predictors are correlated exceptionally correlated so that's the problem so that's why why is that mm-hmm. a problem because that skew the number of it so mm-hmm. in a, in a perfect world if you have more than one um predictors who are who are um, who are correlated then you just take out the the other correlated ones right you just take out just keep one just keep one predictor which 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 is different so that you get a get a get a very healthy regression mm-hmm. model and trying to understand the impact otherwise you'll get a biased outcome because there are more more sort of uh, predictors with similar collinearity so that's that's what's going on so uh, so if you see collinearity if you see sort of bunch of predictors that are identical they look identical either they are polar or they are same but they are they are actually mapping on <coughs> some of the other predictors just take few out take few out or or i think there there are bunch of ways you can solve this or or you can sort of create uh, i think a, a a root mean square model or i think just uh, best is to take it out so the the idea is you want to minimize the impact of multiple uh, predictors with with collinearity with common linearity uh, that's how it it's coming from so it's important to find those so it, the moment you see and 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 i think this is one of the one of the highly anticipated problem and so to exa- to give you an example if you don't know what's going on so like in a case of observation so i observe i'd say a traffic going in front of my office every day right there is some linearity in that so like some predictability i know what's happening if i keep observing that 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 behavior whatever predictor i find they will be like very similar because i know there's a pattern i know there's a pattern and the pattern is pretty much same if i am sitting in my office or sitting on my roof i'll see the same observation of of traffic going in fr- in front of my office so now if i try to figure out the regression on that it will it would be a bit sort of skewed right so we want we want a diverse set of 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 predictors to help us strengthen our model or strengthen our our dependent the uh, variable so for that matter if if we have say a bad model if we have too much observate observatory data if we have say um misunderstood demo data if somehow both of the predict- predictors are seeded from same source so we have we tend to have this uh, collinearity problem so that uh, the solution is to identify those and and remove those so i think that's that's pretty much um what what multicollinearity means and this will make your uh, your multiple regression model a strong strong a bit and perform better although it doesn't impact because there's still values so it should not impact by the way on the behavior right but it just it just to understand all the um um to understand the impact 
it will help to have a more diverse predictors than similar like than have like multiple predictors which are similar so that's that's the whole point so yeah, you can i imagine you would get a lot of correlation and yeah. causation with uh, <laughs> right exactly and 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 many times i think it's and and in in bunch of conversation where i where i have i have tackled this problem i think one of the thing that that uh, i uh, i did recommend was that uh, you have to tackle um the collinearity as well so analyze the why it's happening as well so you can fix the future uh, model design or for future regression design but it's it's important to understand because if your pro- if your if your model is flawed or if it if it has too much observ- observatory data or whatever like you have to f- understand the root cause of what is causing this collinearity because many times if you if you don't uh, if you didn't even notice this and and you end up using it it might be it might be of some problem so that's like uh, a go- a very good lesson by the way so i think stats maybe it's not 101 it's maybe 101 or 2 but definitely mm-hmm. um uh a very good behavior to keep a tap on and understand for sure so now oh we have now let's get to the right side of our newsletter so so um yes video of the week so we have our friend Mitch O'Connell from Tipco uh his podcast a good friend yeah. um a great sort of uh, and he was the to our audience he was one of the first um uh, chief analytics officer to come to our leadership podcast sharing his learning and thinking with our audience so i do appreciate much thank you so much um, uh, and tipco for making that possible for us and i think uh, we have grown a lot since then so but i think his talk was amazing so he's he discussed um, the emphasis on culture he, he discussed who should uh, understand and 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 use and uh, like how 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 a company should build analytics practice so i think there's a lot of take away from that conversation so i do recommend uh, checking him out what do you think maria yeah and he also went through uh defining the different roles and from the chief data officer to the data scientist and how they're important for what they're doing and uh the and differentiating um the skill sets that are necessary for what results that they're looking for so i thought uh it was really good for him to like explain that yeah, I, I, I think i i agree i agree so now let's let's get to the quote of the week so data beats emotions <laughs> yes i think right. that's fairly 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 said so uh, <laughs> from sean red uh, i think it it i beg there are there's a deliberate cartoon on this and i think in fact yeah. in fact the, the one that we saw now like it's uh, in this that's we can call it like it's the it it it, it fits in this thing. yeah so yeah. yes good so it's good to be data driven but i think it i think there's one side by the way so emotions if it's intuition so i don't know like emotion if emotion has intuition intuition is still relevant i i would still give it some points so yeah. sure but yes it beats so that's i fail like on 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 a on a gross scale i agree uh that that data, yeah. data I mean, it's hard to it's hard to like um i think when we're so immersed in the technology and and what keeps keep uh new things that 
that are being innovative, that are coming out, and um, we're just surrounded by these things. I think some of these ideas become uh, like no, you know, common sense and no-brainers. But mm. if you really kind of look at the situation, we're 2017, and it's still like we still have to have a consensus, a global consensus, like this is important or this is, right. is more important. <laughs> so it's just interesting, you know. Yes, and 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 and, and interestingly, emotion still plays a vital role in decision. So. I think data beats emotion, but emotion gets to decision. So I think that would be a complete, maybe we should have our own towel version of code on this. I think it's a, it's a good extension, but yes, I, I agree. I, I totally agree <laughs> with you. Makes sense. So now talk, let's talk about podcast of the week, uh, using analytics to build big data workforce. So I think this is the second time it's, it's throwing in this podcast or third time maybe, but this is again. I would let our audience just drink this podcast multiple times. So it is, it is, yeah. I think, delivered by Greta Roberts from uh, uh, Talent Analytics. From uh, I, I love her. I, I think she yeah, was she one was of. Great. Yes, I think, and and she was one of the first one that I have met who was talking about workforce analytics when even it's a thing. So, so definitely, um, uh, uh, they are doing amazing work and people should check at least this podcast out and, and see what their, what talent analytics is up to and greater Robert is up to. And, um, thank you greater for sharing your thoughts with our community. And I think this is, this is going to be a, a good conversation for our, our fellow, because if you want to build uh, a workforce, so you, how you can use analytics, right? So that's a, it's, I think it's beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful conversation starter that at least get you th thinking in this direction of how you can use analytics to build a very strong workforce. Yeah, she was really great. Uh, she's very direct, and she really, um, I think, even though this was a few years ago, this is so relevant now, you know, yes. and there are so many companies looking to build data science teams to recruit data science or data folk, and um, I think that I agree with you. She, If you're um, looking for more information, you should listen to this podcast a couple times because yeah. there is just so much that she she has so much to share, but she's such an expert. So uh, <laughs> shout wow. out to. Yes, yes. Uh, good job, Greta there. And I think um, love to love to keep seeing more more work from your side. So now let's get to the fact of the week. I think it's funny. Uh, why this fact of the week is funny is his predicting for 2012. So we are already sitting right. in 20, 2017. So I think it's five years too early for us. But yes, so he's saying that more people will be using data science and I think it's still relevant today. So um, we still are seeing a lot of businesses, almost every business that we talk to. Uh, yeah. they, are, they are having some big data initiative underway. And actually now to, now they're talking about analytics, not, let alone big data. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, the conversation is broadening and Yes. Yeah. Th that brings us to the closure. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so, thank you, everyone. I hope you uh, you like what we are doing. I hope uh, you find these newscast useful. And do let us know. Uh, we'll we'll leave our email um, underneath this podcast. So, if you have any feedback, suggestions. If you want mm -hmm. us to cover anything, if you have any sort of thoughts, grudges, grievances, 
do we are excited and we are all ears to hear about those uh, do let us know and again thank you for so much for your support i think we have when when mari and we were starting this thing we had a brief chat and we said hey only probably at least we both should, should be listening to this at least we'll get two views <clears throat> but we are actually seeing a um, lot more uh, now it's 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 in its hundreds uh, views so definitely oh, i do yeah. <laughs> I, I i do i do appreciate everyone um, who is um, sort of helping us extend this Keep voice of anonymity going yeah yes i think uh, you guys are rock star so um now let's do some some house cleaning work um so um keep a look out on the tau so we are working on tau's new version now so this this would be coming out probably in a, in a, in a month we have some yeah. interesting interesting news uh, that is about to roll out uh, so i think keep an eye keep an eye on that and and do let us know if we can help with your search talent search and do let us know if um, we can help you guys uh, or or your company or your team in any capacity um, and and i definitely appreciate your time thank you so much and stay dated everyone thank you bye bye everyone yeah i just thought i was sick of home but actually i was homesick never really knew that i would have to grow up so quick i'm so uncomfortable don't know anybody here just a couple dudes that i met once that's it can i go into the booth feeling nervous got butterflies in my stomach like i'm so worthless is the mic gone i don't know how to work this inside i'm breaking down i hope i'm not up on a